podcast brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, 1-800-LOW-RATE, the best mortgage banker, or locally, 248-LOW-RATE, which is 569-7283. We're always powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 2289. We have to get get that in because... Our compliance and legal people say we have to, and so does the CFPB. So any lender, we're going to give you the tip of the day for a lender. If you're out there and you want to do a podcast or anything, you got to throw in your NMLS number and say you're an equal housing lender. So good morning, Harvey. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Harry. What's happening? Well, our last podcast, and Becky's on her way. So just to show you, I think if you tune into our last podcast, we showed you we wanted to get you an insight to our personality. Becky is on the road. Her yeah. client ran late. She stayed. Guess what? She'll be walking in here any minute. Um, we also said that this show would mm-hmm. be, Lisi brought up a great idea for another podcast, which is today. Mm-hmm. It's the credit podcast. Yay. So we're going to try and educate people, everybody out there on the do's and don'ts with credit. How do you go ahead and improve your credit score? What the, you know, what the misnomers are out there and the fallacies mm-hmm. about what can be fixed? How long things actually stay on your credit report? Mm-hmm. Because people think that, Things go away after you make a certain yeah. amount of payments. Yeah, a certain amount could be seven years. It could be 10 years. It could be 10 years, yeah. Right? And we're going to tell you, if you're in the mortgage process, which before you even go look for a house, you should have us pull your credit. Yes. And what the differences are between if you go to Credit Karma or Credit.com mm-hmm. or Harvey's Credit Bureau. You have a credit bureau, don't no, you? No, I don't, actually. <laughs> if you didn't go to Harvey's Credit Bureau, it's a good thing. But if you're just going to somebody and they're pulling a one bureau credit right. report versus Trimerge, so we're going to get into that today. And Lisa, I'm going to let you lead it off. Oh, lucky me. What are the basics <laughs> that you think people should need to know when they first start out looking for a house? The key thing is, I mean, how do we know that they can afford it? Because right. everything is based off of your credit score, the rate, right. certain cost. Uh, maybe you won't be able to get the house. So what do Correct. you think? I would say the biggest things, obviously, is credit and debt-to-income ratios. People sometimes want to buy a $400,000 house, but they make an income that supports a $100,000 house. So they have to have a realistic expectation based on your income and your current debts. Sometimes it's restructuring the debts that you have. I have I'm a client where you know, they had a $900 a month car payment and it was really killing their debt to income ratio and the houses they wanted, they couldn't afford with that car. So we talked about possibly refinancing the car. They actually had some money paying down the car, things that we can do to get you the house that you want. Sometimes it takes a little bit of Pre-work. But Lisa, my credit score, I know my credit score is 900. Well, there's no such thing. So, eh. But I'm telling you, I'm a consumer. My credit score is 900 Uh because I checked it on uh, Credit Karma Karma or Credit.com. Sure. So people call us all the time with these kinds of uh, questions and say, I know my credit is 899. Well, that doesn't exist in the FICO credit model that every lender has to use in order to um, approve you for a mortgage. So there's expressly one model with TransUnion, one model with Equifax, and one Mm -hmm. model with Experian, and that is the only one that's allowed to be used for the purpose of mortgages, regardless of the lender that you're going to. It is a Fannie Freddie FHA guideline. This is why when you get your free score and it says you're a 680 and your lender pulls it and it says you're a 640, this is part of those discrepancies. And there are hundreds of scoring models out there. Those scoring models exist because um, partially those free free apps that you get the score, yes, they might not charge you, but they're collecting data. 
and it is a huge marketing e-blast. They're going to suggest and sell things to you based yeah. on the usage in your phone. So part of it is that. So we see it all the time, Lisa. All the time. People come in, they'll pull a Credit Karma, mm -hmm. uh, credit.com, and Harvey, their score is going to be 740. But then when we pull it, it'll come out 680 or 690. Now, it is not, I repeat, not unusual mm -hmm. that you see a discrepancy of anywhere from 30 to 50, 60 points. Right. It happens all the time. It's a completely different model is what the consumer needs to know. And more importantly, that model is set up between 350 and 850. Correct. So if your scores are in the 640 and above, it's going to open you up to a lot of mortgages. Mm -hmm. Anything under 640 starts getting a little tricky, especially with down payment assistance mm -hmm. programs. But as you mentioned, there's two different models out there. There's mm -hmm. a consumer model for credit, which is for your car loans and credit mm -hmm. cards. Car loans, the, boat loans, credit cards, anything, of student loans, things right. of that nature. But Harvey and Lisa, I have to tell you this, and this is why we call it the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate and Business Show, brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage yes. Corporation, <laughs> Equal Housing Lender 2289, here we go, um, is that if you don't have a 720 score, with some lenders or even a 740 score, you are not gonna get the best rate available. Correct. Things are FICO score driven. So now this is a mortgage banking credit report. We take the middle of the three scores from TransUnion, mm -hmm. Equifax, and Experian. Experian. And it's the okay. middle score. We don't and add them in the average. It's the middle them. score. So right. if you have a 780 on one and a 620 on the other, and your middle one comes out at 621. You're 621. You're 621. Come on in, back now. We got Becky. Now I'm glad because in. we got Becky Ailey coming in here yeah. to discuss more about credit. But also, we do come across clients that have just two scores. Yes. So maybe they're on the younger side. Maybe they don't have as many credit lines mm -hmm. open. They're just getting into the uh, considering home ownership. Now that in that case, it's the lower, lower of the two of the score. Mm -hmm. And a couple things, uh, especially about credit, is things that you can do. As we're going to continue this conversation about credit, is what can you do? to increase that credit score. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're here to do is, how can we help you? And one of the ways we can do it is by having you come in, when we have a copy of the credit report, we can now take it to the credit expert, mm -hmm. a software program that'll mm -hmm. tell us what you can do to improve your credit scores. Now, Lise, we had out another credit expert guy come in here last week and we started throwing things at him. Mm -hmm. And a couple of the things he mentioned are things that we think would help us fix our credit, like paying off a collection account. And that's not always the case. No, no. Once the collection happens, the damage is done. And truthfully, it's pretty rare that paying a collection is going to instantly improve a score. It does allow the score to improve over time. But we're talking 36 months. You get a couple points back as every month passes. So everyone will say, oh, I had that medical collection. I paid it off. It's the fact that it even happened that did the damage. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't erase the fact. No. We, no. we touched on our last podcast, mm -hmm. but today is the credit show. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you did, if you missed a payment, you missed a payment. Mm -hmm. Right. So it does not absolve you in <laughs> no, any way. No. Once not the collection happens, it's happened. So paying it off when we're looking at the credit, once that collection is there, it's there. So where we try to take it a step further is. Paying it off is not enough. Mm -hmm. We advise you in some cases to actually contact that collection agency, pay them off, but then also ask them to stop reporting negatively against you on your credit mm -hmm. report. It's in those instances that if, sometimes they will, sometimes they won't, but if you can get them to remove that late, that's when you're gonna see that score go up, those mm -hmm. 50, 60 points. I've seen a $25 collection seriously affect someone's credit by 100 points. So have I. It was crazy. I'm like, okay, we need to really put an effort into this. So right. it might take 30 days because you're dealing with that collection agency directly, but it's worth them to put in that effort because unfortunately that's right. something that 
that we can't dictate. Right. Becky, a lot of times, definitely, a, we'll run a credit report for a client, and they immediately want to tell us, hey, there's something bad out there. I paid that. I paid <laughs> yeah. that. I, I think yeah. I paid that three or four years ago. And that's good news. Mm-hmm. Um, if you did pay it, a lot of times we can investigate. We can find that paperwork. We can actually sometimes call the person trying to collect the debt again and find out if it's already been paid because a lot of times it, the bad account could get sold to several collection agencies. Yes. And again, if we could get this ahead of time, we can clean up your credit before you, you want to go shop for the house. Improving that credit score is not only important with the credit rate, uh, your interest rate, Harry, but also when you apply for homeowner's insurance mm-hmm. or your mm-hmm. car insurance. Yes. So as we talk about credit in this show, talking about mortgages and home purchasing, mm-hmm. it also can help you with yeah. other things in life. Absolutely. So, so what do you do if you have limited credit? What if you only have one trade line? What if you don't have any credit cards? I know it's hard to believe, but we see people yeah. come in here that don't have any credit. So what we try to tell them is, listen, you have to go open up either a gas card, a department store card, or try to get a MasterCard Visa. You want to get a secured credit card. MasterCard or Visa, mainline what they call A credit. So department store cards and gas cards are considered like a B liner Mm -hmm. or secondary line, A line credit. And the reality is you don't want to go applying for them like a a traditional credit card. You won't get approved without history. You need to get a secured card. That means if you want a credit card with a $300 limit, you're going to give them $300 to secure the limit on the card. And then we tell people, go out, charge a tank, of gas, charge a tank of gas, make, yep. the, make the payment, mm-hmm. yep, and then you'll already have a trade line after 30 days, Correct. and you will get a credit score. Absolutely, and this With, this helps except you. For TransUnion, yeah, now this, they need six months. Of history. Yeah, okay, <laughs> this will help you build your credit yes. up. Now we're not advocating charging a bunch of stuff off no. uh, up, but the problem is this: is that everybody thinks that if they pay off all their debt. They're going to have the highest credit score. No, a credit score is determined on your willingness and your ability to pay off that debt. So again, I don't want you to have six, seven, eight credit cards, but we want to determine what the history is. So in recapping what when people apply for a mortgage, mm-hmm. forget the credit card month. That's a guide, okay? It might be a guide. It might show you what's outstanding for you if you don't know. Right. My feeling is most people know if they have good credit or bad credit. Yeah, chances are okay? they do know. They and know if they miss yeah, payments. They right. know. They just don't want to tell us. But sooner or later... Unlike your brother-in-law, who you can lie to, you can't lie to us. We're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to go after. You're going to have to ask us to pull a tri-merge credit mm-hmm. report, which we'll do gladly. Again, other lenders will charge you for it. We don't charge. We no. absorb that cost. Mm-hmm. So when we pull the credit report, we'll get your credit score. Then we will go ahead. We will instruct you mm-hmm. to go ahead and either pay certain things off, or your credit's fine, and we'll get the get you the middle credit score. So now your loan's in process with us. Mm-hmm. You went and found that house. We told you you have good credit. There are certain do's and don'ts, Becky Alley, that yeah. we don't want you to do mm-hmm. regarding your credit when you're in process. Okay, we've seen this all. We're, we're <laughs> in, inside. You understand. <laughs> It's a we, hot topic for me it, right yeah, now. It's, it's I know you're right. right. Sabotage. Right second, yes. We know that we have, out of the thousands of mortgages that we have in, process and close and everything, we've had these things come up. So, mm-hmm. Becky, real life situation. What's going okay, on? Okay. So, actually, I was coming in late. I was meeting with a client. And one of the topics that came up was the loan is just going to go in the husband's name versus just the wife's name. Okay. Um, I ran into this two times this week, coincidentally, where it's a little bit similar situation where the credit and loan is in one person's name. 
we are now at the final stages of the loan. And when you're doing a conventional loan, we do what's called a credit refresh at the end. The purpose of this is to make sure that you're not going out and opening up a bunch of debt that's going to now alter what was previously approved by you. Okay, so when this refresh happens, it's not a hard pull, it's just we get notified if new debts are open. So in this case, new debt was opened by the husband, but the our the wife who is on the loan is a co-signer. Mm-hmm. They were not aware that, well, I don't understand how is this now affecting the approval rating because the loan's just in my name. And I said, well, it changes because she is a co-signer of this auto loan. Yeah. So what you need to understand is that a co-signer, whether it's on a mortgage, a car loan, a credit card, mm-hmm. they are equal. You are now equal um now responsible for that debt. So this extra now payment that's showing up at the last minute is completely changing everything. So I reiterated again, if the loan is only going in one person's name, that doesn't mean you can go open up a credit card. That doesn't mean you can go take an auto loan Mm -hmm. and put your spouse as a co-signer thinking that that's not going to affect the loan approval because that is a fallacy. Do not do that. Call us before you open up any kind of debt. We hit mm-hmm. you with those do's and don'ts all the time. It's a Bible that we kind of, uh, our little own little guide, mm-hmm. our commandments that we have, <laughs> we send out. And there's a reason for that. It's because we like to educate you. So heed our words when yes. we're trying to say it's not because we're trying to control you. No. Yeah. We're trying to guide you and, and make it as right. painless as possible. Uh, also, Lisa, I'll yeah. tell you this. Um, it goes like this. When you apply for the loan, we pulled your credit. You're not in the clear. You can't just go no. out and go over the weekend <laughs> no. and buy the washer and dryer for the new house you haven't closed right, on. No. You can't buy the furniture. I tell people you have your to lease sit is tight. Out, your right? status quo. You do nothing. Yes. Yeah. You don't put any large sums of money in your bank account. You don't have any. Um, yeah. Do's do not, and don'ts. Do not open any new uh, trade lines, and that includes quote unquote same as cash. Same as cash yes. is still a credit trade line. People is like, oh, but I'm paying it off in twelve equal payment. No, it is still a trade line. It's still a credit. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. The day after closing, you close at 9 a.m., you can go buy your washer and dryer at 11 a.m. I don't care, but you have to close first. Yeah, Harvey, other lenders will not tell people this, okay? Other lenders will not tell you that if they go ahead and they do one of the don'ts, mm-hmm. okay, they, they already had, they, they put the uh, furniture on layaway, <laughs> okay, they switched out their car lease for another higher car mm-hmm. lease in the middle of this, and their credit scores go down. Mm-hmm. What happens to somebody's interest rate and program when their credit score goes well, down? Well, it's going to be reevaluated, and you're going to be renegotiating that. Yeah, we're going to have to take yeah. a serious right. look at it. But see, other it. lenders won't tell you that because they've got you locked in on the liar rate. Right. Okay, they lied to you about the rate that they locked you in on. Chances are they might not have locked in, but they won't tell you that either. We'll lock you in, but guess what happens? Credit scores go down. You could be, could, keyword, could be, susceptible to a higher interest rate. Or more cost on the transaction. Yeah. They're not uh, gonna tell you that, we A will. couple things, so let's go back over those. So authorized users, yeah, yes. if you're putting someone on there, that could help you in a way by, if you don't have any credit, maybe getting on someone who has great credit, becoming mm-hmm. an authorized user could help your credit score. The balances, we haven't got into that yet. Keeping your balances low on the allowable mm-hmm. amount of uh, debt you have on those credit cards, another way to improve your credit scores. But also these judgments, a lot of times, uh, these judgments can be cleared off. Look at them carefully and find out if you have paid that, if you haven't, and right. what effects. Communication between yourself and your loan officer is vital when yes. you're purchasing a house. There's nothing else more important. Right. And last but not least, we brought it up too, co-signing on a loan. If you have co-signed already for your child, for a relative of yours, even a friend for that matter, if they're making the payments, on time, and we can document 12 months canceled checks and or bank statements showing that they're making the payment, 
then a lot of times we can remove that debt. But the How, payment has to be out of their own bank account. Exactly. So, so reiterate that because so that's here's key. the deal. If you're a husband and wife and you're trying to save my wife makes that payment, but it's coming out of your joint checking, your wife doesn't make that payment, doesn't count. That's it right. has to be on their own account separate. So whoever whoever we're trying to get off the loan or off the you know the debt has to cannot be on that bank account. At least we see that quite often All with the time. Um, my son makes the payment, but he gives me the cash and yeah. then I write the check. Well, no, that's not no. going to be documentation. So no. again, as we're talking about credit, lots of things can happen. There's many right. variables that will affect your credit score, and we're going to add a few more of them right here, including student loans. Well, these are the loans, or these are the rules, okay? Mm -hmm. These aren't capital mortgage funding rules. Right. They're not Lisa Lawson rules. Mm -mm. Okay, these are Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and FHA guidelines, all right? So... When we tell you about this, every lender is going to say they should tell you this up front. Mm -hmm. If they're not telling you this up front, it's not a surprise. But when you come here, you're going to get all the documentation and guidelines that you need to make sure that this transaction goes smoothly. And we're going to give it to you up front. Right. Okay. We don't like hidden ball tricks. No surprise. We don't want a surprise party no. in the middle no. of your transaction. No, right no. Back. Especially when you're don't. trying to show up, you know, like you're trying to finalize numbers and then we get that information that new debt was open. It literally changes everything in some cases. Sometimes we can get over it very quickly. And sometimes but in the event you have to look at it, you have to assume the worst case is going to happen. So we, it is our job to put all this information up front to you so we can guide you so that way everything mm -hmm. that Harry's describing isn't going to be a, a yeah. factor. Let's talk about student loans for a second. Everybody right now out there thinks that millennials are a huge part of the home buying process. Yeah. Now, let's just say they are. I don't want to discount that. But do you realize that only 15% of the buyers out there are millennials and that have those student loans that okay. could hinder them? That means there's 85% of the people out there that have other types of debt, whether it's revolving debt, credit cards, you know, mm -hmm. your 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 car loans, your boat loans, all your toys <laughs> that you have to have. Yeah, As baby right. boomers, we wrecked it for everybody. Okay, are you a baby boomer? You're a little no, shy I'm a little, I'm So what are you? Are that. you a Gen X or what are you? I'm a Gen X. You're a Gen X. But I'm okay. glad you brought that up, Harry, because you're yeah. talking about when we're talking about credit. The, um, I'm sorry, I've lost my train of thought. Let me go back to that. <laughs> Let me go back to that. Your student loans. So the student loans. Yeah, the student loans right now. I got the words. Forbearance and deferment. Those are the Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah, but when you have a student loan, when you see all these student loans on your credit report, don't get nervous, don't get scared. What we try to do is we'll try to tell you that we can consolidate these. You call your student loan provider and maybe you can consolidate them into one or two payments rather than 12 or 13 payments, which we see. Yeah. If it's in forbearance, apologize, wrong word. If it's, if you haven't if you just got your job and you just started paying back your student loans, there's going to be a minimum payment that we have to qualify you on. Okay? If you haven't started paying back your student loans, there has to be a minimum that we're going to qualify you on. Go ahead, Harv. Yeah, one day that changed. Uh, but it was probably maybe five. Within the last 10 years, it yeah. changed. Back oh, in the yeah. day, nope. If it said deferred, we would get a deferment letter or we'd that would be it. report. That was it. Someday they're going to graduate <laughs> and they're going to have income to pay these off and right. they weren't affecting us. Right. But right, as Harry mentioned, whether or not it's a forbearance or deferment, there is a minimum payment that we have to use in your calculation. Mm -hmm. So it's very vital, again, that you stay on top of those. So often we see people ruining their credit with student loans yes. because they don't go ahead and do the deferment letters in time. Right. And boy, the United States, the federal government on these student loans, they're not playing games. If you no. don't submit the paperwork and do the proper deferment, they're gonna start adding these late payments right. and they ruin so many people's credit. And a yeah. lot of times, make the payments, it yeah. definitely affects your credit. A lot of that. times too, people have 
they don't realize on the credit report it's 10, 12 student loans. Every time they take a draw every semester, it shows up as a new loan. If you miss what you think is one payment for one loan, it's probably reporting 10, 12, how right. many times you've taken a draw. Right. So it could show up on your credit report that you have 14 lates in the month of whatever, you know, you had that late. Even though you're like, but I only missed the student loan. That is the student loan. It can do some pretty serious damage. Yes. It is so important. To be a responsible adult and take care of those. If you know you can't make the payment, if you know you're still in school, file the paperwork, get it done so that you don't have any of those issues. Yeah, you cannot ignore it. So rolling this all up, what is good credit and what is bad credit? A lot of people think, you know, it's like anything else. They think their credit is better than it is, but sometimes people think that their credit score is worse than it really Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Do you know that only 16% of Americans have a credit score under 580? Hmm. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. good news. Yeah, that's that is really good news. And do you know Hooray, that, America. Yeah. <laughs> the, hey, and what is the average? <laughs> okay, the, the average yeah. credit score is 703, okay? Good. So <laughs> what I'm saying to you is this. If you take a look at the vast majority of people out there applying for credit, their credit isn't as bad as they really think it is. Mm-hmm. All right. So when I say to somebody, that they'll come up, Harry, my credit's terrible. I go, you know what? Let me take a look at it. We'll run your credit scores. We'll tell you. and We will be the judge of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, we will judge you. Before we um, wrap it up, one other thing. Oh, um, wait a minute. I'm not done. Oh, good. Okay, I'm not done. I'm not, we, got, we got some time here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you. We have time. We have time. Um, what I'm saying is, is that don't think that your credit score is bad. Let us check it out. Don't go wandering around there and saying, well, I have a very bad credit score because you pulled it up on Credit Karma. Right. Yes. Or whatever. I keep saying Credit Karma. And I hope I'm not going to be liable for it. But, um, but that's because it is one of the most used sites. And it's a good site to use, like Zillow, as a guide. I have or, a suggestion, not to yeah. cut you off. So if you're trying to get an idea of what your credit score is, so just get it from the real McCoy. You, are, you get right. one free credit report a year. So if you want to know where you're at, don't waste your time on these apps that kind of give you an idea. Because it's going to change every day depending on what you're using, when you're using it, how you're using it. Get it from Experian directly. Get it from all three of them so that way you know exactly what you're dealing with so that way there's no guessing or right. come talk to us. Exactly. So the free report doesn't mm-hmm. include scores, so they have to pay for the scores. Okay. And you have to be careful okay. because the scores that they pay for that is are being sold by Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion mm-hmm. are not the scores that are used to qualify for your mortgage. It's a different model. Yeah, so see, it just proves our point that you need to speak with us directly Correct. because if you want to know what Correct. your scores actually are, take the guesswork out. Because I have a borrower just recently yep. sent me, he's like, this is what I just paid for. He paid right. $9.95 for a score and I was like that's not the right model yeah. because that's the only okay. one they, they don't get to pick I mean, it, they it's only wasting money myself, yeah. and like you said you're really setting yourself up for disaster. now you're going to have a whole bunch of people you're going to trigger yourself as a right. lead that you might be someone who might be interested you're going to have all sorts of strangers across <laughs> the United States calling you yeah. you know how we feel about strangers don't talk right. to them unqualified people across the United States talking to you about your home purchase, they might not know anything about it themselves. Correct. So one last, one last thing too, how about having a late payment on there? One last thought I would want yeah. to add. Often I'll run into a client who has one late payment on a credit card, and a lot of the creditors out there, whether it be a department store, or a, you can usually call, if you have very good credit, even the car loans, and have one late payment as a courtesy removed from your credit report. They'll actually say they'll, to you, Harvey, they'll say, you know what, you've been a really good client all these years. We see you never make late mm-hmm. payments. We're not going to mark you late. Now, the key thing is, hey, can you send me a letter? Can you, you send go. me some kind of documentation? Mm-hmm. No matter who you're working with, if they say to you, look, we're not going to mark you late, 
you need to get that in writing because what happens in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. Lisa Lawson, is they mark you late mm-hmm. and you have nothing in your hand to give to us so we can send to our credit repository and say, please take this off. And fix it, yeah. All mm-hmm. right, fix it. We can do that for you. Things that stay on the credit report a very long time. I've got my cheat sheet. Okay, how long, how long does a bankruptcy stay in your credit report? Quiz question. I'm going to say 10 years. If it's a seven, it's 10 years. And if it's 13, it is. Eight. Ten years. Ten years. Ten paid years. tax liens. Paid tax liens <laughs> are seven years. Okay. Unpaid tax liens could be up to fifteen years. Okay, credit inquiries, all right, can stay on for one to two years, but they don't necessarily ding your credit report. Correct. Now, if you're going out to five different car dealers over the weekend mm-hmm. and you're and they're pulling your credit report and you've got five inquiries, that's gonna ding your credit. But I think one you should hit that topic again because people get yeah. freaked out Actually, about credit inquiries. So I think you should repeat some of that. So that here's the deal, you're allowed, for credit, you're allowed to shop for a mortgage. Do you guys yes. know that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When your credit is pulled, you have 45 days from the time that credit is pulled to shop with any other mortgage lender and bank and it will not count as another inquiry. However, that does not mean you can go apply for a credit card. It does not mean you can go apply for a car right. loan. It has to be a mortgage bank or mortgage lender. Yeah. 45 days counts as one inquiry. So here's the reality. If you're going to start this process and you really want to know who's giving you the best rate, the minute somebody pulls your credit, you should have everybody pulling your credit. That's a mortgage lender. Again, that does not apply to credit cards and everything else. All right. So wrapping this segment up here for the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. (laughs) Equal housing lender, NMLS number 2289. Recapping this is that Check your credit with us first. We'll pull a tri-merge credit. We'll get you your credit score. We'll then go ahead and let you know if you're good to go right away. You might have to pay some things off or pay it down. But come to us first. Do not pay $500 for somebody to try to raise your credit score. We can guide you. Lisa Lawson, thank you for the topic. Becky, thank you for being here. Harvey, as always, you are the man. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time.